This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, I'm glad you're back. Dave, I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, I mean, the whole to live as Christ, to die as gain, you know... It's that middle point of like the whole like I'm not sure if I'm, I'm gonna die, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I, I can't do the limbo thing, one way or another, right? Isn't that how it's supposed to go? Paul, yeah, talking something like about that. This. Okay, he's like, okay, I'm gonna bring all those heart issues back. And by heart, I mean the physical heart, not the, you know, the sweet touching heart. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, we've, we've got a lot to update on, don't we? Right, Scarlett? Um, Aaron's alive. Our guest, yeah. Will, is alive. I hope you guys don't have any physical issues going on. But yeah, we are, uh, we're, we're rolling here. There are four living people on Zoom right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's a positive thing. Really Just good confirming. thing. Uh, yeah, Scarlett and I have updates uh, <laughs> uh, between a, our, uh, our family as well as... Uh, as our own personal health. So I am, uh, uh, hold on one second. Is that better? That's much better. There we Is go. That better? Okay. All right. Yeah. You got to keep that thing closer to your face though. Is that a joke? Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Fine. There. We'll do it like this, just like you people. Perfect. Now wow. I can... Yeah. So legit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to start that over again. Fine. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Speaking of um, editing, we are recording. I have a bone to pick with Aaron publicly that I haven't brought up. Speaking should of we, editing. Should we make this live? But this came up when I wasn't. I mean, I think so. You can cut it if you want. <laughs> what did I do? Here's what you did. In cutting Dave's inappropriateness from a few episodes, episodes ago, it made it sound like I was interrupting rudely. I was like, I'm changing the subject. But in real life, it was like, I would never be like, I'm taking over and I'm going to interrupt right now. But that's what it sounded like. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, no, the whole all the listeners are going to think I'm such a jerk. So I just want to put it out there that I did not. I, I do accidentally interrupt quite often, but it sounded very <laughs> intentional. <laughs> Well, you know, that's fair. I, I just, uh, you know. Just that, the record to be straight. This listener didn't think that. You have, so have a hard job, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Will, we, we, Aaron's we, very skilled at this. He we have a love hate of Aaron fault. when it comes to editing. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, we have yes, to address that. Yes, they love that, that I do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We love you do all the work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, there have been so many episodes where... Um, there have been so many times when I got really awkward and then I listened back and I was like, oh, wow, all that awkwardness is gone. So Aaron See, is a, Scar- is I a think genius you, um, producer. Yeah, so I think you think it's awkward, but we all think it's funny and it's amusing and no, that's great. I think Aaron's a good editor, except for that one time. <laughs> well, we have okay, a former pick, co-host who thinks, who thinks I'm not as good an editor as you guys do. So thank you. <laughs> That's also why he's not on the show anymore. So Dave, yeah. back to your update. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm glad we're keeping this, by the way. 
<laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I couldn't get out of bed last week, <laughs> including when we were supposed to do this podcast on Friday. And, uh, yeah, it was just a strange, like a constant headache and back and neck ache for five days that was kind of building up over time. So strange. So it's good to be alive. It's good to be like moving around again. And so I, I don't, I don't, still don't know what's wrong. We're sp- I'm supposed to get blood tests in this week, but I've got progressively better over the weekend. So, so there you go, you know, good times, but, but yeah, I saw I'll update you as things go, but Scarlet joy is the bigger story though. Mm. Yeah, my little Joy. Um, yeah, she's doing better. I missed last recording because she started having these episodes that were so scary, like a convulsing thing out of the blue. Um, and, you know, she's had all these ear surgeries. She's been through a lot. We adopted her from China three years ago. And um, anyway, it was just kind of this wiggling. And we took her to the doctor. And at first, they thought it was a tick, but it got progressively worse. And it was just involving more parts of her body and just looking more and more seizure-like. It was super scary. And so uh, I ended up sending some videos I took to, you know, our doctors. And they're like, take her to the ER. So we spent three days, two nights in the hospital, all these tests. And she's so, her name is Joy. She so lives up to her name. That's what everybody says. because I mean, this is a scary, this scary stuff. Like if it was someone with a personality that was very doom and gloom, this could be a tragic week, but she is so upbeat. And I mean, literally she was having these seizure with what they think are seizures. I mean, I think it's confirmed now because she's been on medicine for a week and it's almost completely resolved. Like she's having a few a day, but they're very minor, but it was literally two, three, four, 10 a minute. Um, for days and days and she's just like literally stops in her tracks it's like she's being electrocuted and then just giggling and back to her personality happy-go-lucky I mean it's just crazy it's like who are you she's just so um, positive and joyful in in spite of all this stuff and the blood work and the tests and so um, we're just praising God and thanking him that she's doing better we don't really have like you Dave we don't have solid answers Um, But they've run a lot of tests, so we're waiting on some of that to come back. But she's doing way better on the seizure medicine. So, you know, that's what's been going on. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs) when, you know, both Aaron and I are just talking just about, like, just it's kind of disbelief of what you've had to run through, especially with her. And this year, you know, with her ear surgeries to to this, it's uh, she hasn't lost that <laughs> what is it with the kids who uh, I know. well i mean we're freaking out i'm i'm like mm-hmm. on the couch around my bed complaining like i'm dying like cameron in ferris bueller's day off when it's nothing compared <laughs> to what you know joy and other children who go through things like this are i mean will has a and has a student in the past as we've had friends who's been fighting cancer for six years now will trying to think six years and Mm -hmm. she's one of the most joyful children she has days of course you know but you know you have every reason to Mm -hmm. think gosh the world hates me (laughs) for this but you pushed on and i'm amazed and joy is like one of those and to where you look at her like and i'm so grateful you posted all the videos and you know been open about it because i think that makes a big difference but um yeah so i'm just pray for more answers and but also just for this medication to help keep things um you know from not becoming worse of course but mm-hmm. wow 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah. is good yeah. news though that uh, that the medication is helping that mm-hmm. well and that quickly. Um, I mean, I remember when uh, Emily got uh, was put on put on meds for uh, epilepsy, and it was mm-hmm. it was really helpful for her because um, it. It took a few days for it to kind of like all of it to kind of build up in her system. Yeah. But um, I mean, Mm -hmm. she hasn't had with rare exception, um, like she hasn't had a seizure in two years at all, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, And uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, she had Mm. she had a couple when we moved here. Um, just because of, Mm. you know, so much stress that we had, but, uh, but it, but I mean, for the most part, it's been, it's been good for, for that. So, um, I know it can be scary, but you know, medication is a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's interesting to know. Cause it took about five days for it to work at first. Yeah. We're like, Oh boy, this is not working, but yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause her, her wow. convulsion seizures were happening like almost incessantly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was one point where she would she stood up at the hospital and had ten in a row, like bam, bam, bam. It was just really crazy, nonstop. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they may, they may, it may take a little bit of time for them to just find the right mix of medication and treatment to mm-hmm. to get it to zero. So, so yeah. Anyway, she's doing great. Well, good. Amen. We'll keep praying. Yeah, listeners as well. Pray for sweet joy if you're following Scarlet on the Soch. Right, the soch. We don't call no. it that. No, <laughs> you don't. Follow no. me on the soch. No, our, please. Our, our, can we please, please keep calling it that? This right, is okay, way better the than the gram right. than anything our, else we've tried. All right, Follow this is a good. Follow us on the soch. Yeah, this is a good segue into our do you guest spell because that? yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just the soch. It's not spelled out. That's the point. Okay, yeah. it's just the soch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you yeah. say it. Well, this is a good segue into our guest because he's been shaking his head for the last minute hearing he's, us. He's immediately <laughs> regretting having uh, decided to come so on the show. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> oh well. Well, well, I'll give I'll give you the introduction since since uh, we're friends. You are a friend of the podcast, and uh, which uh, you you're quite aware of the banter that. Has it's extended for a good 10 minutes plus now, but that's just part of what we do. Um, and uh, I appreciate being part of that. So, so yeah, so uh, for people who do not know Will Mitchell, Will is, uh, he, Will, you're a true original man from the Nashville area, which is rare to find these days, right? That's true. My wife and I both are Nashville natives. I mean, really, you, you two are unicorns. I mean, yes. that's... Uh, we found each other, we unicorns, and we stick together. <laughs> <laughs> like rain, like rainbow power. What are those? Uh, uh, those, those my like, little ponies. My little pony. Yeah, I know it's not, they're not unicorns, right? But right? no, I don't know. I feel like you, you're your own character here in Nashville. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just felt like mentioning that because that's the first thing that came to my head. So I'll move on. Yes, all right. <laughs> you and Amanda are real, our originals, which I love. Um, and you got three awesome boys and, uh, clearly are they all up right now or are they, uh, late <laughs> sleep? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, they've been, at least the first one was up, uh, pre 5am. So that's our, oh my gosh, 
Yeah, that's our that's our life. Oh wow. Right Oh, gee, but that was up, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. those days. Uh, well, picture <laughs> this. So, and I'll just say, you know, Will is an awesome fourth grade teacher at St. Paul Christian Academy, where my girls have gone, and they both have had Will. And so, over the years, we've gotten to know each other better. And mm. like anything, you know, you true friends are the ones who ultimately love books, even some similar ones, right? Um, and so, I think that's that's how we bonded, certainly, but also. Your dry sense of humor is what I love most. And it's what makes kids at that age who are starting to like pick up on sarcasm and you're like the perfect age just to kind of introduce that to them. <laughs> so <laughs> light. It's just it's a little little thing. Some light. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> you know, you a little bit of something in there. <laughs> they they need it to to be humble. So Oh, trust me, it's perfect. So, but listeners, there's one really important thing to all this. This is probably the most important part of this podcast. Um, Will and his family uh, adopted two cats from um, a litter we were fostering. <laughs> and so, like, there's, oh this is all like heading in the right direction here as a podcast, uh, by the way. And this is why, you know, Will is a cat man and I'm a cat lady. Um, you know, this is, I, I wasn't going to make you a cat lady. I'm the cat lady, apparently. I know that I'm not the level of you as we only have two cats. So, I mean, it's like you have to work your way up to that level. Right, right. Yeah, good point. You don't good need point. to work your way up to that level, Will. Yeah. You we, you do, it's we a dark had, place. You don't want to go there. We have had many more litters of cats <laughs> in the house. And I continue to offer them up to Will. He declines them, though. Um and as my sister reminded me, who's a veterinarian, when we were considering get, getting a fourth cat from some other litter that we had, I've lost track. Um, my, my wife, Brooke, she, she asked my sister, she's like, are we like, the, like, are we at this, the stage of like being crazy cat people? <laughs> my sister's response is, oh, no, no, no. You're way past that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, did you, what did your sister say is the level of, uh, that, that is the level of? I, I crazy cat she, people. I think to her, once you get over two, mm. um, you, you kind of enter this, it's like unmanageable for, for most people. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, mm. I mean, they're, they're just all over the place. It's funny. They rule our house and, uh, well, other than the dog, which is well-documented. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, well, how are the cats doing? They're doing great. Um, that we, Amanda and I just were out of town uh, over the weekend. So, um, we made sure they had all the things they needed, you know, food and water and whatnot. And they were excited to see us and they were all over my desk this morning trying to get attention, which was nice. And usually they're not very, um, snugly with me. Um, they're usually snugly with, uh, other folks of the family, but so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm glad to see you too. So characters. Yeah. Well, um, It'll be that season again soon. So if you're, you know, want to become those people, I uh, I, I, I already have to feed and these <laughs> two uh, cats, and I'm the one who does it. So I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Is there any way we can convince uh, Aaron and Scarlett to consider more cats and stuff? So I'm mean, just saying. No. I have two now. You know that, I'm, right? Yeah. I have oh, two have cats two. now. Yes. I have two. Scarlett, that's amazing. Amazing. It was an accident. We meant to get one, but we got two, right. and they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. We went to Dave's house. We were going to get one, and we yeah. ended up with, with two brothers. And so, yeah. 
It's my, because my, he left. He stuck one in your bag. No, my wife, as well knows, is very <laughs> persuasive. Um, she, I think, think she's like, try this other one. Play with it for a while. You know, the boys are just kind of rummaging around a little playroom area, and you know, two came down. So interesting okay. interesting mm-hmm. yeah see we're we're going to be the lone holdouts we are going to have absolutely no pets ever you know especially if we actually mm. go ahead and wow. you know do this thing like buy a house next year no 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 you're looking at it the wrong way no, all right no, moving no. from apartment to house creates so many opportunities I'm not saying it has to be an indoor cat either. I'm just saying, like, there's some great outdoor cats. Just, just throw some food in the backyard. It'll be Minor fine. outdoor cats. Yeah, see? Yeah, but they're, they're you know, killing they're raccoons and things like that. Yours are feral, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're oh, so okay. sweet. They run up to the back door and they greet us with a purr. It's wonderful. Well, one of them. The other one's not that nice. This just became the cat episode. I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> no, it's fine. Will, Will, Will's like this is this is why I woke up for this right here. So That's right. come on, oh, well. That's right. I grew up with cats. I did. I grew up with cats. Yeah. I briefly had a cat. Um, it was part Maine Coon, so it was giant, um, like monstrous sized animal. Um, and it was a polydactyl one at that. Mm. So, um, meaning it had mul- it had extra toes. So like, uh, Hemingway's uh, oh, uh, wow. cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you ever seen, you ever heard of the Hemingway's <laughs> cats? So yeah, Aaron is. Okay. So when he lived, uh, he loved cats. And by the way, I've had to defend my love of cats by a lot of famous writers and politicians abraham lincoln like cats we've talked about this before i'm just gonna remind you that hemingway was a drunk so yeah but you know he had mental issues (laughs) that complicated things um yeah possibly from the cats possibly but no uh no 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 everyone check it out i have a whole book on this haha there's a book called hemingway's cats and i bought it I bought it when i was down in key west you know where his uh his home is down there and it's cool. He is one of the coolest writing areas because it's like the second floor uh, area. It's imagine like an extended like garage type thing. So he's on the top floor and it's like 360 degrees looking out. But there's like 70, 80 cats on the property. And the ones that are still there are all descendants of when Hemingway lived there. I know it's, but well, of course, I mean, you know, he had like 20. No, no way. He, yeah. Yeah. So, and they all have, not all, wow. but the majority of them have that, uh, what, do, what do we, what do you call it with the extra toe or whatever? Polydactyl. Polydactyl. Yeah. There's like 80%. Sounds of like them, a I dinosaur. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but so you can have cats, be cool. Um, don't drink too much. Just, <laughs> you know, but. Everybody, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That goes across. It's a good uh, life lesson podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know where this is going. Oh, well. All right, Will, I'll go back. All right. Will, you you primarily teach math, although, of course, you have a homeroom and there's a lot of variety of things you do with the the students. But how did you become such a reader? Um, Just, yeah, give give us a little history there. Well, I grew up in a house where my mom was a teacher. And so... Um, that played a, a large role. You know, we spent a lot of time around books. Um, I remember going to the Inglewood Library, which is over on the east side here in, in town, and 
um, just have lots of good memories of that and bringing home books. And um, even to this day, you know, uh, just a life full of books for our boys uh, due to uh, family members and whatnot. So it's always been around them, although I can't say that it's um, always been a, a deep love uh, f- for me. So it's that's a relatively, um, I guess, new thing. Well, hey, it's uh, it's something that you have to, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, after especially focusing on math, are you dying to read a book? Or I know it's <laughs> part of it's now, now getting the boys in gear after school. But like, is it that way since you focus so much of your more professional time on teaching math to want to get back into something personally you love more? I should yeah. say love more than math. You love math, but yeah. I do. I do love math. And that's something I didn't love as a kid growing up either. So it's, <laughs> yeah. But, um, Absolutely. When I, when I get um, out of school, the first thing I'm doing is popping in my earbuds and listening to a book on the way home um, yeah. and on the way to school too. It's kind of, you know, a safe place. <laughs> yeah. Continue oh, story sure. And finish it, you know, so. Yeah. I can, I can imagine. And um, so does it make you wonder, it sounds funny. Are you interested in books that are about math. I, and I mean, I mean that like a workbook thing. I just mean like a beautiful mind. Okay. You know, or you've never got a character. Never, never read it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you got Scarlet, Aaron, have you read that before? Yeah, I did. Okay. And it's nothing like the movie, right? The movie. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear the movie really embellishes things or omits things as well. It, right? it definitely is an enhanced reality so it's not um so they they definitely take advantage of the based on part of the true story where the book is is honestly kind of like if you're if you're going in if you're reading it after watching the movie expecting more of a story you're gonna be kind of disappointed because it's really more about math theory um, versus, um, versus actually this dude's life. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Hmm. Um, should we then just like pivot to talk about Russell Crowe's career? And now he's, uh, you know, going from Maximus (laughs) to, uh, more or less, uh, more heavyweight Russell Crowe. I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) We can bring Val Kilmer in that same category. He goes up and down. I mean, there's, there's no judgment. (laughs) okay all right all right all right (laughs) too funny well tell uh tell me a little bit more just in terms of like what what types of genres do you like reading well well um i I would sway more towards what aaron being you know long time listener first time caller uh listening to (laughs) aaron talk about books that he is like and um although i can't say i'm as deep into uh, comics and whatnot but uh science uh science fiction and fantasy are really my my go-tos um my go-tos lately um really found a found a great um rhythm in that and it's you know something you know science fiction and fantasy you have lots of things that are kind of over the top and exciting but you become you begin to expect those kinds of things those things even even though they're predictable and that something may be fantastical or whatnot um, it's something that's still enjoyable uh, to me. Yeah. Well, those are my, those are my two, my two top genres. Although uh, listening to y'all talk about um, 
uh, Longmire. I've ordered that book, the first book one, and I, I have a copy of Lonesome Dove back here. That thing is thick. It is. Uh, it is. It is. So, but <laughs> I, I, I do have a love for uh, Cormac McCarthy too. Uh, I don't have as many of his books, but I've read No Country for Old Men, and that's an amazing book. And The Road, and I'm working on Blood Meridian. So that one's a little bit slower. Uh, but yeah. I usually have lots of different things. You know, Dave probably sees my Goodreads um, come through his email each week because I know I have, <laughs> I have his on mine. And it just jumps around. I, I feel like I'm really a mood reader. So it's like whatever um, whatever feels good. If I'm bored with something, I'll, I'll take a break from it and go to one of the other six books I'm reading yeah. um, in order to continue that kind of that fix I've got, you know, keep me interested. Nice. Love it. Do you try and read aloud to your kids that often or, uh, or at least read with them with what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah, do. every, every night we have story time. We did that back mm. when Owen's um, 10, our oldest. And um, we did that back when he was younger. And so the other, um, other boys um, have joined in that. And that's a, a important part of the wind down each night. Um, so like I'm reading, I've read aloud, several books. Amanda does most of the reading of the chapter books and stuff because um, they love to be around mama at night, you know, and um, they, but especially summer break dad home with them. They're ready for someone new. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone else's <laughs> face, but uh, um, and Amanda relishes those, those moments too. But uh, sure. I'm reading, I'm reading with the, uh, the big boys. Uh, um, Andrew Peterson's wing feather. We're on book one about yeah. about halfway through. So edge of the dark sea of darkness um, with a new edition that came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So we usually take that a, a, a chapter or two every couple of nights because the boys are into dog man and um, catstronauts, all these different fun things that they, uh, <laughs> they get gifted by their grandmother. It's like uh, literally every time they go over they mm-hmm. uh, to her house, they, are gifted with a little, a little book, you know? So it's, mm. it's great. That's really filled up their library upstairs. Um, <laughs> it's sometimes can be overwhelming, but mm. at least they have a love for reading and it's, it's way earlier than it started for me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can imagine. Um, I've got like five chapters left of wing feather with uh, Madeline. We've been reading that together and, uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. So, real quick, I saw I saw the class list come out. I saw so Owen is not in your class. I saw even though you'll you'll teach him math. It's always funny when your kid gets to your class time. <laughs> yeah. So on yeah. that, how does that work as a teacher? Do you like? Is your son gonna have to call you Mr. Mitchell in class, or how's that? Or how's he gonna do that? Uh, well. Usually, uh, he just he just says "dad," you know, mm. or he'll just raise his hand, and I'll see his hand, and I'll call on him. Um, he had a little experience with that this past year, so um, it's it just it just kind of is seamless, you know. You as a as a dad, I thought about that same thing. I was worried about it, you know, what's it going to be like? But those things kind of uh, smooth themselves out um, without much effort. There's plenty of other things to worry about. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. And that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So funny. Well, Hey, so I know, um, you know, the easiest thing you've had to handle this year is how to be a teacher in the middle of COVID. Uh, pandemic. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no stress whatsoever. 
<laughs> oh well. Um, I know. Wait, what's that? Understatement of the year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Will would reach out to me directly. Uh, how do you think this is going? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Seems, <laughs> seems fine. You guys, everyone's doing the best they can right now. Um, yeah. It took a while to get a groove. At least you have more of a a runway now, you know, going in this fall. So, you know, right. to know how to handle that if we get to that point again. So, yeah, so fascinating. But what have you learned through that process just uh, as a teacher and, uh, and how to approach it? Well, um, I've learned to trust my gut, trust my instinct a lot more. Um, and, um, you know, being outside of the classroom and everything being online, um, realize I'm, you know, even though I feel pretty confident in what I have been doing, I'm, I've been teaching, this is year 12 that I'll start in a couple of weeks. Um, even though I feel confident in what I'm doing, um, math wise, the, and, and the concepts we're covering and how to, um, get the point across to kids where they'll remember it and, um, not just something to memorize, but remember it and be able to apply it. Um, I'm learning that <laughs> it's all new. Everybody's a new teacher right now. <laughs> They're all yeah. figuring out. And so just giving myself grace to remember that is, is probably the biggest thing that I have learned. Um, everybody is figuring out all the teachers, um, all the parents of the students, all the students are trying to, everybody's in the same um, ballpark that they're trying to all figure it out together at the same time and not, not mess up royally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how can like any parent right now as their kids trying to go through school, whether online or in person, what would you, what would you tell them as they approach this year? Um, I would say to trust the teachers that your, your, um, your child is with, because I guarantee you they want what's best for the kids. They want what's best for their students that they have. Um, it can, every, everything can be made into a political thing now. And so it's just, you know, remember that our, our kids are not politics driven, you know, they are not, they're little humans and beings that God's made. And so it's important for us to just trust the hands that they, that they have been put into so that when they can learn the best that they can during, um, during COVID. That's hard. I mean, I get it. That's hard. Um, and but still it's it's because if the teachers didn't um if the teachers didn't care that's not the case then it would be a lot a lot more scary uh, i think just having a little bit of trust and um wash your hands wear your mask yeah <laughs> i was like yeah uh I, I read somewhere um it was a meme i bet but it was like who was that person that pr person back in the 90s that uh, we convinced everybody to clip all the little six pack rings to save the turtles. Like we need to hire yeah. a person to yeah. get, like to get people to wear their masks. Like, okay. If you want your kids to go back to school, hashtag yeah. does. Yeah. We need to hire that person to say, then just wear your mask. So your kids can go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, uh, I'm going to tell you all something that will gross you out, but it just shows you, how uh how far we are to go and no it's not as weird as you. it's not <laughs> listeners if you could see Aaron the is bracing of, himself <laughs> no 
So I think I shared, I, I traveled um, via airplane, those things that are in the air, um, <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago and because uh, I had to go to California. And, and yes, my wife was like, do you need to go? <laughs> you know, I'm like, need is not the right word. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a very have good- Have to. Have to. Don't have to, don't, don't technically need to, but it was extremely beneficial. And I, I don't need to go for a long time, uh, nor want to necessarily either. But y'all- Dudes do not wash their hands in the bathroom still. Or if they do, it's a quick splash and they're out. Okay. I'm just saying we got a long way to go. Sorry for revealing this. Aaron and Will and I are like, yeah, we know. It's uh, horrible and wrong. Gosh. Yeah, I really was like, I I came on to my wife like, honey, it's just, it's not good out there. There's not a lot of hope for people. Uh, <laughs> so y'all got to know Jesus now because, you know, we're not going to make it if that's the way things keep going. But I was thinking these are grown men, like, you know, and so, so there you go. I, I hear you. I hear you in terms of that. Wear your mask, wash your hands thoroughly and, and all will be well, right? Will, I'll solve it all, right? <laughs> good start. Yeah, I know. Hey, how can we, how can people best support the teachers right now? Um, well, I would, I would say um, it's the same thing. I tell my students <laughs> being, being a male teacher uh, and often being a fourth grade uh, teacher, I am many students, if not all students, first male teacher period outside of mm-hmm. BE. Yeah. And so I feel like <laughs> I can say this cause I'm a dad. All right. And I've been a dad for a long time, but I feel like some students may feel like, um, they come from a life that their, their uh, dad may not know what all is going on. They rely a lot more, more on how to have it together, you know, that kind of thing. So I end up with the, the patient responsibility to remind them, like, I know I am of the male gender, but I've got this, you know, like trust your teacher is what I have to hmm. say. And then it becomes a point where the kids, they hear me say it often enough. And I say, I'll just shorten it to TYT. And they know, hey, that means trust your teacher. <laughs> and so it becomes this kind of joke, but also I'm like, what else, what else could I do? And you know, I've got to make it kind of a joke to realize for them to remember it. Um, so with, with parents, I'd say the same thing, like trust your teacher, TYT. Um, we, we want what's best for the kids. We want them to be able to learn the things that they're supposed to learn as, as much as we can. You know, it's, gonna, it's going to be different and it's not going to be the same. Um, but we're all trying our darndest to make sure that it is the best it can be. So Mm -hmm. TYT, everybody, trust your teacher. All right, listeners, you heard it here. (laughs) You heard it from one one person. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, uh, I think already, you know, I get this sense of, you know, frustration for parents because they just want things to be set and and mm-hmm. the reality is, I mean, the key word this year is flexibility. Um, you know, I, I know it's hard to like plan for anything, except it's it's like you're going to war. You have to plan for something to happen. You, you realize there's lots of contingencies at the same time. And if you're not flexible and if you're not also joyful in that, it can be frustrating. But also, it's like, well, it's going to be an adventure this year. We want to keep moving forward. It just may look a little bit differently month to month, week to week. Um, and it's not the teacher's fault, but often they receive the brunt of it. 
It's a good life life skill to have is uh, flexibility. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I know. We'll get there. Yeah, Will, tell us more just about kind of what you're hopeful for this year at the same time and as a reader too. I mean, and by the way, have you, I'm doing all these sub questions in a row because <laughs> um, we've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, have you had a, like a good experience reading in the middle of COVID or has it been more fragmented? Um, I have had a great time reading during COVID. I feel, I feel mm-hmm. bad for Aaron. Sorry, buddy. I know you've had a hard time. <laughs> Yeah, it's all he's right. only I'm, done like 80 books already this year and way to his, I'm not going to hit my 140 <laughs> book goal this year. I'm, I'm on book 60. Thank you. <laughs> so, I, I, and this is, this is the point of contention in, um, in my family. Well, okay. With my siblings or well, maybe my family. All right. So, um, like I said, my mom's a teacher and she's a reading specialist in Metro Davidson County and has been for 30 something years. Um, and my sister is a recent, she was, was a first grade teacher and, and is now a librarian. And, and, um, so obviously we love books, right? Yeah. I'm a math teacher, but I love books, but, um, fun things happen in our family. Like a couple of years ago, um, my dad and brothers, we went out, we went camping for the first time, um, as grown men, you know, like my dad had been camping growing up and he's like, yeah, been there, done that. I don't need to do this anymore. And so my brothers and I, we got into being, you know, quite old and I'm like, dad, you're taking this camp and we're going. And so when I was uh, on one of those camping trips, I re- noticed my brother, Ben, he was reading uh, The Gunslinger, which is book one of Stephen King's Dark Tower, Septological, seven, seven books. So, and I was reading the same book and I was like, bro, like, let's read this together. And he was like, let's do it. So it's like, you know, <laughs> at that time we started reading basically a brother book club, you know, kind of thing. And so well, granted he is behind, uh, he works a lot more than me and I have a lot more time to, here it comes. You ready? I have a lot more time to listen to my books. And that's the point of contention um, in, in the family is do audiobooks count? And I feel like y'all talked about this a little bit, but I can, I, I will put my flag in the ground and say, yes, they do count. Okay. <laughs> because if an audiobook was drawing me back and wanting, if it's making me want to listen to or read in air quotes, listeners, um, read a story <laughs> until, and then read the next one in that series or find other books that are by that same author, that's the whole point of mm-hmm. reading, right? Is finding something that helps you to escape, something that find that you find to be exciting. Um, it's not just uh, bound down, literally bound into a book. You don't have to read just the paper, you know. Uh, although I do enjoy that, you know. I've I've mostly over during COVID, I have um, knocked out plenty of books, and they've all been audiobooks because being at home and being with the boys, I can pop earbuds in and I'm used to doing that. And so I can be washing the dishes or staining the fence again and mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I told my brother, he's like, how do you have time to finish, finish these books? I'm like, chores. He's like, what kind of chores are you doing? I'm like, well, <laughs> I start naming them off. You know, when you're home, you're, there's, there's chores to do. Yeah. Um, you, you might as well make it enjoyable and i mean as, as much as came i i know i keep up i'm saying this i enjoy cleaning toilets sometimes because i can put the earphones on which sounds bizarre yeah. but yes it makes all of it so much better when you're <laughs> a lot of bad <laughs> yeah 
Uh, we should maybe retitle this <laughs> the bathroom talk episode too. By the way, so no. it's my fault. Yeah, yeah. there are no. lots of options. We're it's probably going to be something about it's all Dave's fault and uh, <laughs> in the is. title. So and that's fine. Um, Dave <laughs> is what's wrong with America. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> well, well, so um, I think that sums I, up this I, episode. I think so right there. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I was telling Will, I think we need to bring back uh, Sucker Punch right now. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? Oh, we can do that. Special reappearance. Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. I feel like I feel like Will's a good candidate here to, to bring it back one time. Uh, Scarlet can cringe a little bit because we're going to offend somebody. I mean, so right there. Don't worry, yeah, that person like, doesn't listen to the show. As long as you don't do it, that's good. Okay, yeah, the person cannot be in the show. It needs to be, it needs to be a nice sucker punch a nice gentle one right there how's that how does that even work no. i don't know it's just something no. so oh well <laughs> yeah you yeah. made me nervous when you uh told me that's that you wanted to bring it back i'm like oh my goodness yep i know you get to be it right here <laughs> i know i know so all right will so if you had to do your jack reacher sucker punch who which author which character which book idea right Whatever, whatever you Which want. Co-host yeah. named Dave. Um, <laughs> I would never, I would never sucker punch Dave. If I was gonna, if I was gonna, I mean, I, I just full, full face, like I, he'd see it coming, right? <laughs> Which means right. I would do it today. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, welcome. Now that my kids are beyond <laughs> fourth grade, kids anymore? Like I, yeah. <laughs> I get it, I get it. Okay, alumni parents, you're okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Two more years. Great. Okay. Um, well, All right. I, I had an idea. Um, I had an idea, but I'm going. I'm going off script here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sucker punch uh, people that think audiobooks are not real books. Very, very mm. nice. That's a really good one because there is a strong. Can stand by yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And you just explained why, um, which I think is wonderful. So yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's it's if it's important if you find a book that you're interested in, and you and see you got to you got to that's the main thing, right? If you're reading something that's not interesting, yeah, of course you're gonna think it stinks. But um, finding a, a good book that you're interested in to listen to, and then um, you know, surprisingly, which I didn't think this would be as big a deal, but now after listening to several. Finding a good narrator is really important too. So if you start an audiobook and the narrator uh, bugs you, you should probably stop listening to it. Which I admit I have done. I'm because I, I listen to mine at like one point two five. I can't quite listen to anything faster than that because I can't. My brain can't keep up. Um, but that's, that's also how I finish things a little bit faster because it's just tweaked up a little bit. Um, but if I listen to the narrator and I can't. I can't take it because there's something about their voice that's just not right. And I listen to voices all day. I listen to nine and 10 year old voices all day. So it takes a while. To <laughs> so, so what has been your favorite uh, audiobook this year? Um, I would say anything that's been read by uh, Will Patton, which he is, he reads for Stephen King a lot. So is, is Will Patton, is that the actor? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was trying to think the guy's, Armageddon and a few others. I can't remember. He has a lot deeper voice. Uh, yeah. so one of the books I read while I restained defense um, back in April was The Outsider by Stephen King. And uh, after reading a few books in the Dark Tower series, um, I started delving more into uh, Stephen King and 
was surprised that everything he writes is not just horror books, you know? So yeah. um, there's some thrillers there's some crime stories. Just finished yeah. one this morning, uh, one of his uh, via audiobook, And um, so give, give things a chance. That was my initial sucker punch. So I'm going to do a side sucker punch too. Like don't people that have like pre um, preconceived notions about what books are about or what author, how authors write. So there's another like just give it a chance. You never know what you might find that you like. Love it. I nice. love it. Okay. That's good. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of e- ease back on out here. Uh, but uh, so uh, what are you reading right now? Uh, whether audiobook or physical book? Um, well, right now, like I said, I was just a, a little bit into Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. But what I was reading That's yesterday cool. was an old copy of The Hiding Place by Corey Tidboom that I found at my mom's house going through her shelves upon shelves of books that are all double stacked on the bookcase. Um, <laughs> and yep. so I'm, I'm about a third of the way through that. And, you know, I, I'm surprised, like I've, I've really enjoyed this, you know, so far. So that's the, the one that I keep grabbing. Uh, I just finished Mr. Mercedes this morning. Um, was part of a trilogy of you know kind of thriller books by Stephen King. So nice, I love it. I love it. Very cool. Very yeah, you're cool. totally right about Stephen King. Just I think I'm I'm amazed the amount of stories that aren't horror related. They're they could be thrillers or I don't know mysteries. You know, Stand by Me, uh, right? Shawshank Redemption, right? I mean, yeah, there's a there's a variety. I love it. Okay, all right, Scarlett, what about you? What are you reading? You've had so much time this week, by the way. Well, I actually just had to, no, I forgot what I'd been reading. So I just opened up. Yeah. I haven't read anything this week. Um, I was, well, I read some commentaries cause I'm working on a writing project, Bible study. So I've read, read from commentaries, but I had started educated, listening to educated. I know you've read that Dave. I had just started that when everything got super crazy. So I, I put it down. But I just I just opened up my audiobooks to see what was it that I had started reading before everything got crazy. So yeah, that's what I was reading, and I will get back to it. Very cool. Love it. I love Very it. Very cool. Aaron, what do you got? Well, um, I am working on the latest in uh, my trek through the long books. He's got like ten books, by the way. He's got ten books going at one time. I do. I I have like sixteen showing his reading. In uh, in Goodreads right now, so uh, Spirit of Steamboat, which is a novella as opposed to a full fledged novel, it's meaning it's the size of a normal novel, like 176 pages, instead of being you know 360. So um, so that one is that one's enjoyable um, as well. And then um, I've got uh, queued up thanks to our friend Karen Swallow Pryor. Um, Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents by uh, Octavia E. Butler, which is a sci-fi duology. So, um, so it's uh, that takes place that at the time took place in, um, you know, in a distant 2020s. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the dystopia of this 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 series is 2020s compares to the dystopia of today. That's just lovely, Aaron. So exciting. Aaron, it's okay. You got a friend in me. That's right. That's right. And of course, you know, yes. I'm on 
I'm on page 57 and a half of uh, Lonesome Dub. So, <laughs> If I pass you in Lonesome Dub, Aaron, this is going to be a sad day. It's not going to yeah. be that hard. <laughs> So have you kept it as your on your like <laughs> what your reading list on Goodreads so I'm, we can see? Let's is see it just here. stuck there on page fifty seven? Let's see where it's at. That's just this is just <laughs> disappointing. Just disappointing. You no, know, there's no there's no better radio than uh, you know, looking up Ooh, things on the internet. Oh, uh, it's still there. Man. It's still there. Oh well. It's still there. Wow. Okay, well that's bold. That, that you know what, that's not complete rejection. So yeah. Well, that's that's no. I'm taking it off. Okay. okay. All right. As long as we can keep making fun of you for not going to page fifty-eight or whatever. It is. <laughs> you know, you can do whatever you need to do. Whatever helps you feel good about you, Dave. Thanks. You do. So. Is that the you do you? Uh, except a little bit more. And then um, it, it'll get edited out by Aaron. Oh. A little bit more jabby. I can't so. even. Uh, that's what the youth say. I can't even. I don't think they say that anymore. Um, that's not so. true. Uh, Will, I heard Madeline say that the other day. I'm like, what? What do you mean you can't even? I don't ever want to hear you say it again in this house. No. They see it on church. I don't know if they say that on the Soch anymore. Yeah, not on the Soch. Yeah. No. It's definitely we, we not on the Soch. We haven't let her on the Soch yet. That's dangerous ground. So <laughs> she, oh, she needs to not be there till friends. she's 30. What is it you call it, Dave? You call it the Graham? Is that what it is? But, well, yeah. Well, the Scarlet and I have co-named it for at least our purposes as the Graham. Right, Scarlet? The Graham. The Graham. So we have the Soch. Yeah, I apologize, listeners. I've really let the Graham go. I, I got to get back to the Graham, get back to the Soch been a crazy week i don't know I, I think you might need to hand it off today that would be fun to watch it's gonna just be, <laughs> be so bad be cat gifts it'd be <laughs> terrible just cat after cat after cat cats, cats are so books. exciting people why do you think they're shared so much on the soch okay all right <laughs> <laughs> that's why <laughs> oh well oh well. uh uh shocker when i'm reading right now um a world war ii book <laughs> <laughs> is it your uh, latest uh, Churchill biography? No, no, it's not. No, no, it's actually really cool. It's, um, I mean, not that others aren't. No, it's um, called Rogue Heroes. It's about the uh, uh, the beginning of the Special Air Service, the SAS, which you'd be like, oh, this is like nerdy, like Special Forces stuff. And it is because all modern Special Forces <laughs> come from the British SAS, you know? And so, like, I mean, it's endorsed by all these SEALs and, uh, you know, uh, and other guys in modern Special Forces today. Like, everyone's going to know where they come from and just this need of modern warfare. And it's just a bunch of crazy guys who looking for adventure and don't want to do things in a uh, more pragmatic um modern military way so it's cool yeah I've, i'm like 50 pages left so there finish you go. sometime tonight or tomorrow or something so there you go nice uh, I'd, will I'd thanks it. for being on man this has been great i know of course yeah. glad to well aaron well you know no, we is, got this one in thanks for this, being patient since you know scarlet and dave have been like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's here. all good we're hey here. we're here out. that's what's important all right. So, uh, guys, thanks for thanks for hanging out, as always. Will, thanks for jumping in today. This was great to have you on. Glad to. All right. Cool. All right, guys. So, uh, thanks for listening. You know what to do. Five-star ratings, reviews all around, um, and leave whatever kind of review you want, as long as it makes fun of Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
This is an Area Code podcast.